morning and welcome to Starting Right with Danny Mac. I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great five-minute start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let me help you start your day right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Roundup. Every Friday, we review our episodes from the week, hopefully to give you some encouragement and something to think about as you go into your weekend. On Monday, we talked about the Christmas carol, Angels We Have Heard on High. This carol was in an old hymnal published in 1842. We don't know for sure who wrote it, because the only authorship associated at that time is by someone with the initials W.M. Many people believe this was a man named Wilfred Moreau, but we don't know for sure. In 1862, the hymn was translated into English, and it became extremely popular in the west of England. From there, it has grown and spread around the world. Until now, it is one of the most popular Christmas carols of all time. The most recognizable line of this carol is not even in English. It is in Latin, and it is a direct quote from the New Testament telling us what the angels sang to the shepherds when they made the proclamation of the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. Gloria in excelsis Deo. When we translate it into English, it means glory to God in the highest. It is a wonderful carol of Christmas, and I know that you're going to be singing it in church sometime during the season. Tuesday's episode was called Just Like Bill. Bill was a typical college student back in the mid-1970s. He had long hair, he owned two t-shirts and one pair of jeans, and very often went barefoot. He was very enthusiastic about his newfound faith, and so one Sunday he decided to attend the church right beside the college campus. And this church was extremely conservative. The men always wore suits, the women always dressed their finest, and they always sang from hymnals, and never any of these new choruses. So the Sunday that Bill attended that church, everybody in the congregation reacted to him. As he walked past the pews trying to find a place to sit, all of the gaps seemed to close up mysteriously just before he arrived, until he found himself right at the very front of the church, and no place to sit. So finally, he just sort of sat down, cross-legged on the floor, and waited for the service to begin. Everybody in the church was aghast at this young man, until one of the elders of the church, Mr. Edwards, walking with his cane, came down to Bill. Everybody in the church was expecting Mr. Edwards to get Bill to the back of the church, at the very least, and hopefully get him out of the building completely. But Mr. Edwards, when he got to the front, he dropped down his cane and sat down beside Bill so that Bill wouldn't have to worship all alone. The preacher got up and made this powerful statement. What I preach to you today, you will not remember. But what you've seen today, you will not forget. Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 to 16 say, You are the light of the world, like a city on the hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Wednesday's episode was called, Are You in the Orchestra? We talked about how different factions within Christianity seem to be fighting with each other and never able to really get along. It's really quite distressing. We told the story of a town who formed an orchestra, where each section of the orchestra was given their music to practice for the great performance on a very special day. Problem was, each section practiced differently. 
Some were very strict with it. Some were rather lax with it. Some people set certain times for it. Some people practiced publicly. But not all sections practiced the same way. And so the different sections began to criticize each other, saying, how could they ever be ready? They're not practicing like we are. The problem got so bad that when it came time for all the sections to sit down together and play their music, they couldn't do it because they could not decide what day or what time they could and should perform together. Each group had their own priorities and their own schedule, and they were not going to budge for anybody else. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Christians need to stop fighting amongst themselves and knocking each other down and trying to tear each other apart. We are bound together by the love of Christ as brothers and sisters in Christ, and we need to continue to grow in that relationship with love and grace and mercy for each other. Yesterday's episode was called Around Midnight. It comes from the story we are told in Acts chapter 16, where Paul and Silas were arrested for casting a demon out of a woman. They were then beaten and thrown into prison, in the deepest, darkest dungeon of the prison, in fact. And then they did something rather unusual. In chapter 16, verse 25, it tells us that around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God with the other prisoners listening. Midnight, that dark time of the day. And your mind is racing, thinking about all the mistakes that you made and all the things you've got to get done. It's the time when we are often filled with some of our greatest doubts and greatest fears. But it was at this time that Paul and Silas were praising God. As I read those verses in Acts, I was reminded of something God said to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. My grace is sufficient for you. I wanted to check it out again, and I read it this time in the message translation. And it spoke incredibly to me. Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he in fact did was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. At first I didn't think of it as a gift and I begged God to remove it. Three times I did that. And then he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. And then once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicaps and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, and bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. That message is so powerful. The understanding that the less we think we can do it ourselves, the stronger Christ can become in us because we rely on him more. The more we rely on him, the less we need to worry about ourselves. It's been a good week, my friends. I'm glad you've been able to join me with it. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Christmas is getting close, so get the decorations up, get the tree up, put the lights up, celebrate it, sing the Christmas carols, enjoy every part of this wonderful time of the year, and let God bless you and be a blessing through you. Have a great weekend, my friends. We will talk again on Monday. 
Thank you for listening today. And I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.